Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Phoenix Rods and Viking Heads. You can check out Phoenix Rods at phoenixrods.com. You can check out Viking Heads at vikingheadbaitco.com. And, or no, sorry, it's vikingheads.com on uh, the interweb. And it is vikingheadbaitco on Instagram. I messed that one up. Sorry, guys. Um, Today, we have Paul Tatungan. Uh, Paul does it all. He's a he's a good buddy. He's helped with a lot of different stuff I've done with the uh, building the head, um, working on boats. He he knows everything. He's a very good striper fisherman, fresh salt. He does it all. Uh, he works with Jerry as well. He was on Jerry's episode for a minute, and we talked for a second. But he came on to really tell his story, which is really cool. Um, so thanks again, Paul, for coming on. You guys are gonna be able to see him at Toxic Day. He'll be at the Rego booth as well. Um. What else do we got going on? Uh, not much. Just getting ready for. Uh, uh, we should have some baits dropping this week at Melton's Newport. It used to be Angler Center. So if you guys are in Newport and you want to get heads, you'll be able to get them there now. Super cool. Um, a rig's coming in the next couple of weeks. I'll be pouring heads on the A rig. They'll come in four different colors as well. So grab that. We'll be pouring the finesse heads this week as well. So uh, I think at Toxic Day, I might have a ton of stuff, new stuff up there as well. Um, I think that's about it. Some good guests coming up. This was one of them. I have uh, Benji Kim, a surf guy. Uh, we talked for him for a while. He's a really cool dude. Um, Bash Jack's coming back on. I got to talk to him this week about him coming on. And then Toxic Day, I'm probably going to be doing like seven or eight podcasts. There's going to be a ton of people there, so I want to get them all in. Um, Give us a five-star review on iTunes if you can. Uh, check out the Patreon. It's sponsored by JSJ this month. I will be posting uh, a picture of the prizes for uh, probably tomorrow uh, that he donated. So I appreciate that. Check out JSJ's The Loose Caboose as well if you want to grab one. I'm sure you can get it at Tackle Warehouse. Um, that's about it, guys. Just been busy doing this leadhead shit and trying to keep up on this podcast. So. Again, thank you, everyone, for the support. Thank you for uh, anyone that's subscribing to the Patreon. Uh, I, I'm trying to get videos up. I, I know I've been saying that. 
Uh, thank you for your patience. It's just been so freaking busy with the doing multiple things. <laughs> uh, so thanks again for your support, everyone. And I uh, hope you like this episode. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today we have a guy that uh, has done everything. He's done the white sea bass. He's done the swordfish, swim baits, trolling, stripers, everything. Uh, he's a very humble dude. He doesn't like talking about this shit, and I closed him, and I got him to come on. It's Paul Tatungan. Tatungan. What? Tatungan. Tatungan? Yeah. Tutungan. <laughs> no, Tatungan. <laughs> Paul Tatungin. Um Paul's been a big, big play in uh, everything I've done between the leadhead, uh, the boats I've been working on. A, a lot of this shit, he's known a lot of, he knows everything. Paul knows everything. So I wanted to get him on to talk about everything he does. He's, he's done. Uh, he runs big boats. I, I, he'll tell you what he fucking does. But we're going to talk to him. He has a lot of information that'll be cool for Salt Fresh, everyone. So let's start off with... I one thing I do really not know is how you got into fishing. Um, when I was a little kid, my grandpa. So grandpa's the guy that got you into it. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Bunch of his buddies were, uh, they were big uh, carp fishermen, like the European carp fishermen with the long rods and all that. So he took me out with his friends. Uh, I don't know. I was five, six years old. Started there, and then kind of, I don't know, did my own thing. Did that trigger you? You're like, oh, fuck, I love this shit. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. It, it did, even though I didn't get to reel anything in or you cast just, or anything. <laughs> I just got to watch. You got to to watch them. Yeah. yeah. They lived in, uh, they lived in like, Hollywood. Okay. And we fished a bunch of uh, Pyramid Lake. We did went from the carp thing. They we, they took me striper fishing, bait, all bait, everything. Um, so you were, like, and then, six or seven at this time? Yeah. Okay. Six, seven years old, somewhere in there. And then from there, uh, my dad used to do rock cod charters out of the Channel Islands. Oh, nice. Like with a group. Nice. Um, so when I was like, I don't know, 14, 15, no, maybe even younger than that, 12, 13 years old, I got to do that for the first time. Um, went out there, moved from that to... Did that trigger it even more? Like, because I feel like you oh, yeah. into fishing. <clears throat> yeah. Like, really that, into fishing. So, when you went to the rock charter, the rock hard charters, were you like, oh shit, this is my thing that I love? Yeah. Just the whole ocean part of it. Okay. Um, went from there to float tubing. I just kind of jumped right into the bay because my dad had a shop in Corona del Mar. So, I'd go to work with him in the morning, float tube, drop me off and down in the harbor. Mm. What Can't, year was this? Fuck, I don't. You're I, how I old now? Forty. Forty. So, so this was, was you were. Probably I was like, like just before high school. So ninety. <laughs> well, this is a this is a fucking very crucial thing to talk about because the bay wasn't touched how it was now. Oh yeah. So like, how no, was the fishing? What were you doing then? This is Newport, right? Yeah. So you were able to smack them then. Yeah, it was pretty much go to the tackle store, grab any leadhead, worm king, and went to town. Yeah, was Wait. anyone else doing it? Uh, yeah, yeah. There was a, quite a few people. Do um, you remember any like 
kind of bigger dudes that were doing it at the time? I, I don't. I've always kind of kept to myself. I, I don't. I mean, I know a lot of people, but I'm not like the, you know, well, you know, I'm not an Instagram He's guy. Not I'm not a, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, you might have met someone. You don't need to be on Instagram really, to talk to someone. You know what I'm saying? Really? Um, it was like the boat captains down there that uh, Newport Landing, Davies Locker, they'd get off work. They'd all go bay bass fish. They kind of, hey, you're fishing in the wrong spot. Come here. Let's show you how to do this, you know, type of stuff. And then um, started walking around on foot with those guys. And then one day got asked, hey, can you work? You know, on the it was on the freelance. How um, old were you at that time? I think I was like 15. Damn. Because um, I knew I, I remember I couldn't legally work. <laughs> but um, <laughs> So you were like a pinhead or something? Yeah. <clears throat> and I did that and got into the whole saltwater scene. and That's got, how it started then. Saltwater yeah, was yeah. your shit. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Saltwater. Yeah. Um, but I still love to go to the lakes and, um, and then went from that and then I mixed in a little bit of going with my dad's friends up to the Sierras, uh, doing a bunch of trout, just stock trout, you know, mm-hmm. mini jig thing. I got all crazy about that for a little bit. I kind of, I bounce all over the place. Was this pre, uh, internet? So you kind of learned everything. Oh yeah. Had? Yeah. Yeah. There was no, I mean, even when it did, I think the first one I remember was the f- fishing network. We just talked about but, that, yeah. Last oh, yeah. Podcast, yeah. I, but I never really got on it. I wasn't, I was fishing more than, <laughs> and I lived in Irvine, so anytime I had, I was fishing at Woodbridge. On oh, Irvine Lake, right, at the time? On Irvine Lake? Yeah. I, uh, um, the big I, 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 I yeah. didn't, no, I fished Woodbridge a bunch. Like, you never almost fucked every, with Irvine Lake? No, no, much? I did. Yeah, I actually worked right. there as the, uh, on the patrol boat. Oh, so really? I, uh, yeah, I fished there a shitload. I fished, um, so you I grew up with you grew up with uh, Wit as well, Curry. Yeah, Whitney. Funny story. Whitney's dad was a manager at Ace Hardware where my sister worked, and my f- sister first told me, "Hey, my the manager where I work, her his dad uh, or his son fishes at Woodbridge all the time." And then um, one day I saw him. I'm like, "Is that the kid?" Yeah. Oh man, I punk him for his lures. <laughs> <laughs> he was a, he was a good kid. <clears throat> He was a, uh, he was just a little fishing nerd, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you grew up with him. We kind of knew yeah. him at the time. Yeah, okay. he went to Irvine High School too. Um, How old is he? Is he same age as you? I think he, he, you know, he's like three, four years younger. Okay. Yeah. Um. So you met him. Uh, also, do you know another guy named Jimmy Getty? Getty? Yeah. Oh yeah, I used to fish with him. And then there's another guy that worked there, Nick. And the three of us, we'd fish. I mean. Insane. Irvine, In, was your, Irvine was your deal. insane fishing. Like a couple of seasons, I, I we must have fished uh, two hundred nights for the season. I talk, mean, all talk after about hours. Irvine for people like a lot of people don't know. That's where I caught my first fish. Uh, Irvine holds a place next to my heart. I wish it was still open. It, it's like the local lake for everyone at the time. It was like Santa Ana River Lakes, but on steroids. Yeah, you know, it was so good you could catch fish. So talk about like. What you learned at Irvine, like a lot of the shit. Did um, you, were you there during the uh, Swimming Underground tournament? No. No? No, I never, again, I was always, I wouldn't even fish when there was people there. Really? Not because not the fishing wasn't yeah. good, but just, I just like, I was kind of a loner. Um, that's where I learned to bass fish, 
you know, like I said, I mean, I've fished there a couple seasons, at least 200 nights. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets off the lake. We're out from 4.30, 5 o'clock till 3 in the morning. Because you guys ran it. Or, oh, we didn't run it, but... But um, they worked there, so you guys could... We ran and... the people that <laughs> ran it, and we kind of <laughs> had our our way with that place, you know? And we didn't really... I know there was big bass in there, and I could count on one hand, like, the double digits that we caught between the three of us, but we didn't really do the big fish hunting thing. We just wanted to get bites. We, tr- we tried. What were you doing at the time? Just drop shot fishing, like standard. Drop shot yeah. slut. Yeah, yeah. Like, drop like shotting. It um water warm up we do reaction so you know top water jerk baits that you know that was like and this is what year like 90 late 90s yeah i want to say yeah somewhere in there yeah late 90s for sure and you're still working on the boats doing the same yeah yep i mean it's us i mean i could count up a lot of times where i'd get off three-quarter day boat call those guys up and be like hey get the boat ready come on like a rental boat, you know, I'm, I'm driving, let's go. We're, and I'd go fish at Irvine till one in the morning and then get up and go three quarter day fishing again, like work at that point. I was like full time working, um, working on the boat. I didn't really make my way through high school. Did you finish <laughs> high school? No, you didn't. No, I did not. How far did you get? 10th grade? May, maybe. Really? You didn't go to Maybe. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you went straight to the boats. You're like, fuck it. I went straight to the boats. How, when did you be, get your license? Um, 20. So you or, were one of the younger boat captains yeah. at the time as well. I was just doing, I wasn't running a big But you had your boats. license like to do I was it. doing, um, I did a little bit of work on the light boats, like squid fishing. Mm-hmm. Found out that wasn't for me. Just too many <laughs> tweakers. Um, and then got, um, uh, kind of got into the research vessel how old were you when you got into that that, that was a, a while after i bounced around on sport boats you know the standard what are some of the boats you worked on and did uh, you just work at newport and landing and that was it no i worked in san diego long beach um overnight boats uh mostly on the i did some thunderbird stuff the original thunderbird um no jeff no but i i've, I've known jeff my whole life yeah, growing yeah, up. yeah. okay yeah um, went from there to Pacific star, kind of moved around with that boat from long beach to San Diego to, um, some fun, some fun. Yeah. I worked some with Brad Woolley. He's that so was fun. cool. Yeah. I, yeah. Great guy. <laughs> yeah. When you came, when he came on last time, I was like, we talked about you. He's like, you know, Paul, the gypsy. And I'm yeah. Like, yeah. I know Paul too. <laughs> so gypsy. you're kind of like the guy everybody knows, but you know, you don't like talking. To yeah, you. I don't. <laughs> I like talking to people. I'm not like, like a weird, like mute, you know, he kind of is, I just, bit, but. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I'm not, like I said, I'm not in the whole Instagram scene. No, it makes sense. I got, I have an Instagram, but he does. I'm trying to follow. He's not going to promote I post, it. Uh, <laughs> I, I post stuff on there. Um, mostly to timestamp my pictures. So when someone sense. comes up with, uh, I caught the first, swordfish deep dropping this just started a couple years ago i go i caught the first one (laughs) in 2014 you know it's just that kind of stuff and i've caught lots of them so we'll get Um, to that right now after the research boat because this is probably one of the biggest things is that a lot i've had 
God, I think like three or four guys at Swordfish on here. Yeah. And we talk about a lot of different people. And uh, pretty much everyone I've talked to has pushed me back to you. Yeah. But we'll talk about how you got into that. So, like, you worked on the sport boats for a while. Yeah. Then you moved to what? And then um, what got me off the sport boats? Well, I was married towards the end of it. But um, how old are you got married? Fuck. 30, 20, eight, eight, I don't know. Somewhere that fuck <laughs> you up right now, dude. Yeah, she's Spanish, right? Yeah, she's Mexican. She's gonna fuck you up. Spanish <laughs> gonna kick your ass. I got a Viking. You got a fucking <laughs> Aztec warrior. She's gonna fuck you up right now, dude. Um. Yeah, I kind of got out of the. So you were working on sport boats for like ten years. Yeah, yeah, at least, and like sprinkled in with like yacht, like kind of. I didn't, couldn't really find my place, you know. Um, I liked it, but the money sucked. I mean, it didn't suck, but it wasn't. Yeah, but the, you it didn't wasn't like something to make. Sure yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Especially the overnight scene, you know. There's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of staying up all night. <laughs> um, went from that to back to one of the two guys that I fished at Irvine with, Nick, his brother, um, ran the flager institute it's called pier um and um he's like hey you got experience in kind of what we do and it's rare to find somebody i mean nowadays it's it's getting better not as bad as when i was younger but <laughs> deck hands and stuff that aren't on drugs you know <laughs> <laughs> or have some kind of they, they there's like I mean, I got a lot of friends that are, are this way from that scene. And, um, just saying you're a lot, where there's a lot of tweak, a lot of people like to party. Ja- yeah. The, yeah. How about that? Jail time, exes and yeah, you know what I mean? I, too I much it. just bullshit. Yeah. Um, he goes, Hey, kick, you know, if you, if you want, I, you know, I'd like to hire you. I'm like, all right, cool. What do I do? He goes, Oh, you'll run the boat part time and take care of the boat part time. And, and you had the license already, everything. To um, do you it. don't need a license for any of that. Okay. It, it's um, the license was kind of for, Running for hire, okay. you know? Right, yeah. And I was, I thought I wanted to do that, but I didn't. Um, but it helped, but he didn't, he's like, yeah, I just want you. You as, did this right when you got married then a couple, I want to say two years after I okay. got married. Um, yeah. A couple years after I got married. So I started working with them. Um, I worked with them for two years doing the research stuff. 2010. On... Yeah. You're okay. probably, probably right around there. Two th- I think actually it was 2009. Okay. 2009. Right. Um, only reason I remember that is because that was the first buoy gear swordfish we ever caught. That's why I'm trying to <laughs> yeah. give it yeah. a mark on that. It was shit. the first, it was actually my, the guys had gone out. I want to say for a year with buoy gear, which is now an actual fishery. Um, with no success. And, um, my third trip, I want to say it was out. We tried, you know, doing the swordfish thing, no skill. I mean, we got lucky, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say I showed up and like, we caught one, you know, cause it wasn't at all that way. Um, and when I say the Nick's brother, Chugi, and there's another guy, Scott Albers, uh, I love that the, name. The three, That's what I call my 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 littlest guy. What's that? I call him Chugi Moogie. 
That's what I just made up a name for him. I call yeah, him Chugi Moogie. <laughs> so um, they're like, they're not <laughs> like your typical researchers that are, you know, they're jotting shit down on pen. Like they fished as well. They came from fishing backgrounds, which was cool. Because that's the only program. The yeah, like yeah. That's the only program thing. where people doing the research have a clue, you know, um, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I worked for two years on there and the guy that owned or funded the Flager Institute, Tom Flager, he, uh, I had never met him for two years and he's like, Hey, I need a, someone to catch squid. Cause, and he fished the owner, the two years it, you pe- were people, fishing? people that know the saltwater scene, know Tom Flager. Okay. Like he's same thing. No social media, unless you know him, he ain't talking to you, but he, he talks to everybody like he's but every long range years, boats. Were, you, were you fishing swordfish at the time or no yeah we we're doing swordfish and we we're doing uh white sea bass tagging in so those we, two years you learned everything about pretty that. much yeah yeah i sucked it all in sucked it all off okay now <laughs> let's talk about sucking it off and the things you learned let's start with the swordfish yeah so the first one you caught how did that happen what was the conditions Kind of like, how did it go um, about? How about that? Well, looking back on what we kind of know now on conditions and that, we just got d- just fucking dumb lucky. luck. Okay. Dumb luck. Right. Dirty shit water. Way too cold. Nothing around. We caught that one fish that went the wrong way. Okay. <laughs> you know? And we tried to build off that and we couldn't. We went a, quite a few trips after that without anything. Because I I feel, I don't know, those guys are still doing it. You know, they're they're trying new stuff now um i feel like we just got lucky and we went we went uh i want to say half dozen trips and then finally some swordfish started trickling and this wasn't a deal we weren't fishing like four days a week or anything you know because those guys would write grant papers on their on their uh on their downtime okay to try to get money to pay for all this research um so we would go when we were first figuring it out like maybe once every other week for a day, maybe two. Mm-hmm. And then it went to, we started catching them. Um, what changed when you later, were catching them? Uh, just conditions. And there was, the biggest thing is there's fish around. It's When you look at conditions at that time, like, is there something, is there depth or something like that you're looking for? Uh, mostly f- what they feed on. Um, we knew where they hung out because prior to trying to catch them, um, we put a bunch of uh, satellite tags in them and it monitored the depth they hung out, the the depth they swam at the most during the day in those like, you know, nine to five hours. Mm-hmm. So we put all our hooks right there. And so did it work? Did it work? Yeah, it did. Yeah, 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 absolutely. 100%. <laughs> you and, know what I'm saying? And, like, and when we started, them there, we started, like, oh, ca- shit. <clears throat> when we started catching the first handful, we they died on purpose. And they went like the gills went to the East coast for someone researching that the, uh, the uh, bloodlines of the fish went to, I can't remember where it was. I think USC or something okay. like that. Um, and then we ate a little bit. Um, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens um, when you get a dark skin guy <clears throat> on the boat. He's just <laughs> eating everything. Huh? Yep. <laughs> Nothing gets let go. Um, went from that to, you know, we, started we're like okay there's a rhyme or reason to this but then people started hearing like hey those guys caught a couple of swordfish because 
this stuff's all you and know what it, it's, it? this is like 2011 2000 yeah i'd say 2010 2011 um i could tell you right now look it up um it was where is that so it's quite a ways into it before yeah, it's 2000, 2011, 2012. Um, we started throwing them on like good. Like we were bummed when we went out and didn't catch one. Like one a day so at least. Did this did this have to work with like a certain fish is in the area or is it like you found an area? Um, we didn't really find an area. We found, we learned how to find conditions, find, find conditions to find the fish. So there's always a few around on every like offshore bank, Okay, you know, but if you really want to get them, which is what we found out later, um, when we had a trip, we got eight in a day and went, holy shit. Well, you know, it was from like one, maybe one in a bite, good day being two. And then when I went, oh, wow, this is like good conditions in a huge area, rolled out 10 hooks and it was like going off one at a time you know all day long just cherry picking mm-hmm. and uh ended up with, i think eight, it was like eight or nine fish it was it was in one day yeah in a day fuck man day day in a morning I think and this is 2000 fucking yeah it was a long time no ago. one was fishing them then no but the, so they were they were because Commercial they knew guys we were or like no there's rod and reel guys okay. like the pacific coast sport fishing magazine dude i don't know i, I suck oh, with hold on billy big dick yeah, build a Billy priest. Big there Dick. you go. Oh, my and he boy, Billy he was Big chomping Dick. at the bit to find out how deep we were fishing, where we were fishing. <clears throat> they weren't doing do it who, right. How about this? Do you remember the first dude that was kind of targeting him, that got him, not knowing you? Um, you know what I'm saying? Like a guy that kind of like beat him up, and you're like, oh shit, this guy figured it out without anyone's help. I I honestly I didn't pay attention. No, no, I, I did. Did you talk to anyone that kind of knew what you knew? No, no, nobody knew what we like. We were pretty <laughs> tight. You know what I mean? And reason being, um, we didn't want a bunch of boats when we'd go out to, to oh, try to sense. work. You yeah. know what I mean? And it, and it did happen w- with a bunch of people that have been on this podcast at Swordfish. It's like, <laughs> get the fuck out of the way. We're do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're in left field, man. But they still, they tried, they tried, uh, they didn't catch much. I don't think any. Um, it's crazy when I talk to you about swordfish because I've talked to Paul for a long time. He saw a fat guy in a little aluminum boat, and he's like, what boat is that? And he talked to Joe, and that's kind of yeah, how yeah. I met him. And uh, we started talking here and there, and then we became buddies. And some of the stories I hear, he goes, <laughs> yeah, I remember taking my wife out and going, hey, let's go catch some swordfish. Yeah. And she's like, okay. So we caught like three or four. I'm like, what the fuck, bitch? <laughs> it's a big deal. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, And you learned how to like. Kind of target. Yeah. Them. Yeah. We, uh, right. and then I kind of transfer that over to, that's why I have my Instagram is my first one. Mm-hmm. Rod and reels 2014. I got a picture of it laying dead. Um, just for what changes proof. the rod and reel. Um, not that much, but a lot like your drift, you know, you got a free drifting buoy with the buoy gear. You got 10 hooks with that. And your your one hook, but what we learned was the, the amount of area those lights illuminate at night 
when I see these guys and I'm guilty of it sometimes too. Now, um, when I see 40 boats piled on top of each other at the East end of Avalon or East end of Catalina or on these spots, I'm like, you guys are fucking up big time. Just find an air, find a spot with kind of go back to what I said earlier. There's always a couple everywhere. So when you're on looking, every bank, when you're looking for the conditions or the, 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 uh, structure, yeah. You're looking for like a deep drop or what is it? I, I kind of, but it's a little bit of that with bait, you know, and again, how deep are you looking? A couple thousand feet. So you need to have like electric reel for sure. Like fucking. Yeah. We, the, I mean, I didn't, I couldn't afford an electric reel when I first did it on my own, you know? So I yeah. was, um, I actually have one now. Oh, you <laughs> do? Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. When I see these guys is piled up. I'm like, why? Even when there's a bunch around and you're fishing with 10 hooks and I see the guys just sewering the buoy gear guys, I'm like, they're going to kick your ass every time. They got 10 times the lights. They got 10 times the baits in the water. Mm -hmm. Your best thing you could do when you pull up somewhere, there's a bunch of boats in the water. You're just competing with all those lights down there. You know what I mean? Maybe you did get on the lights. Do what? What Maybe the lights do. They just illuminate you know, your bait and your whole rig down there. Okay. And maybe you did have a bitch and spot picked out. I've, I've gone where I stop on an area and then three boats show up and I know there's one there and I know I can catch one. And I turn around and fucking, I'm like, I'm out of here. This just cause some Jagoff could come, <laughs> you know, drop a hundred yards from you. And for some reason they're that fish wants their lights or, pulls sucks yeah. your fish right away from you yeah. after you just set up you know spent all that time to watch some ding dong catch one <laughs> <laughs> just because they saw you stopped and they stopped you know um so so you're looking as far for as like, swordfish advice just go where there's nobody you, your odds go way and up. you're looking at 2000 like feet a, like yeah a good, the, the other nice thing too i say like, that but 99 percent of the people i mean even if you got a big fancy sim rat they don't have a so uh, uh transducer that can look that deep accurately. Sometimes I'm looking for little pencil racer size balls of bait. Damn. You know? So that's why you need to go to Justin Hill. Justin Hill, Billy, he'll hook you up with yeah. that transducer, <laughs> guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, when I started doing the podcast 2018, I don't feel swordfish just start hitting then. No. It wasn't till I, I'm again I suck with dates. It wasn't till a Masters uh, Marlin tournament, which was like three, I want to say maybe four years ago now, where the Kiakai, uh, Jock and Charlie Albright, mm-hmm. they, I know Charlie's son had tried deep dropping before, but with, with no luck, went up to the Channel Islands, and there was a known little spot up there, Um, got real lucky, and they got like, think they got four maybe three in like two days rod you know that before though right yeah i i've had really really good days (laughs) but i'm saying like so like if you go back and yeah they were they're the ones that really opened everybody's eyes right and that was like the worst day of my life when i could uh, because i was i I was fishing in that tournament and yeah i'm like oh god like i was just like i'm like oh this is it was a swordfish tournament no it was a marlin tournament but at that point, they swordfish were worth so much. If you caught one, you won the whole. If you just caught one, another boat could have 
I, I I'm not 100% per uh, on what the uh, the point system was, but came out to something like someone could catch seven marlin, you catch one swordfish, you're winning no matter how big it is. Oh, and um, it's part of the tournament. Yeah, okay. but at this point, there was no such thing as deep drop for them to have rules about it. So these guys just waylaid on them. How do you think you figured that out? Um, just a, a kind of small knit community. They do it. They do so it. In, they do I, it in I Texas, take that right? back. Who actually did it before them, and the way they found out about it, and that there was actually somewhat of a bite, were was uh, Eric Herman. He's a Ventura guy. Okay, cool dude. The boat, uh, one of the yachts, I, or the only yacht I run now, was purchased from him. He's okay. he sells Parkers. Um, I think I believe he's got the um, next level Parkers. If you go on there, I think a lot of that stuff is his. Okay. If not that page, um, they had gone out for the again suck with names <laughs> and all that. I believe it's a Channel Island Swordfish tournament, which I don't think it's Swordfish it had been caught for like. 30 years or something <laughs> in that thing. It's kind of, it was kind of like a Marlin swordfish, but more of a Marlin tournament. Mm-hmm. And they caught one for that tournament. Everyone's like, Holy shit. They got a swordfish for the, you know, during the tournament, during the swordfish. But it, was it like a, a fluke? You know what I'm saying? Like no, a, I, so that's the one person I had talked to. He kind of helped me out with some stuff. He knew, so, he knew. Yeah. He, he, he was on the right track. I didn't just give it up. I'm like, all right, this guy's 90% of the way there. You know, mm-hmm. he's a little off. Um, so I did help him out uh, a little bit and they went out and they got one the, I mean, two days after I talked to him Fuck. and kind of doped him up on, so the, the, and, and, and everybody, he still didn't do it exactly the way I would. Yeah. And it's like anything else. Like there's more than one way, you know? So the Texas guys kind of do the same thing, right? They're, they're way different. They got, they got, um, weights on their gear that, uh, that. They drop down and they fall off the line. They're just trying to get the bait down there. They fish way deep. They're like, I think they start at like 2,000 feet. Oh, go deeper shit. than that. They yeah. go deeper than that. Their water oh, out there. We went and did it out there. The research guys did. Mm-hmm. Um, they drift like handful of hours of fishing, like eight, 10 miles, like hauling ass. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Dragging that fucking bait down there. Yeah. Way. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Man. With the buoy gear. I, I don't know about shit. rod and reel, but yeah, with the yeah, buoy yeah. gear. Okay. But the rod and reel guys kind of mimic that, you know? That's how their rod and reel got started. Same as ours, you know? No, I look at, I think I looked at like a local knowledge of bloody decks. I don't know yeah, what yeah. the fuck it was. And they did some shit like that where they go to Texas and show the difference. Or yeah. Like, yeah. Fucking... yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's way harder here. I can tell you that. <laughs> so um, when they started picking it up, yeah. So, started... so the Herman's, uh, I don't know if Bryce was on the boat, but I know Eric for sure. Cause he called me thanking me. And I'm like, hey, dude, you you figured a lot of it out yeah. on your own. He, um, they did it, and then the like next day or the day after that was that Masters tournament, the Balboa um, Angling, Angling Club. Club, yeah, Masters tournament. And Charlie and Jocko they fished for marlin in the morning, and they went. I, I know all the swordfish guys, so <laughs> I had already planned like, hey, we're going there, and it's it's big enough for a few boats, but it's kind of like a common courtesy thing. And they went right. I mean, dead nuts on the X. So when and you y. say common courtesy, what does that mean? Like stay the fuck away from someone that's, did you have fishing. that spot already locked on or those? Yeah, guys, we dude? were going there. They just, they were in a different zone, Marlin fishing and they gave up earlier than us, you know? And we were on the Island Fox. It's a big Elliot. Um, that's the boat that I currently currently run. run yeah. Okay. For the off field family. Cool. Cool dudes. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, another cool podcast. If you guys yeah. ever want to listen to something that uh, is kind of in this whole swordfish, all this stuff. What was it? Uh, the what is it called? Is offshore, is- offshore explorer. That's offshore a- explorer. Yeah, he so does that's a all- cool podcast. It's. I don't think he does it anymore, but there's a lot of episodes up. If you guys want to hear about like the sport fishing side, it's uh, more Catalina the stuff. Yeah, private boat yacht stuff. Yeah, which um, is really cool. Like, there's a lot of cool stuff on there. Um, yeah, that's the older brother Chase. Okay, and then the younger brother's Kalen, and I probably would not even be saltwater fishing right now if I didn't work for them. <laughs> they're just they're. They don't, I don't even know if they listen to the pod. I don't think they listen to the podcast, but <laughs> probably not. They might <laughs> listen because self- they see your name. Yeah. On it. Yeah. But they're just cool. Every, and every trip's like a mellow. We, no, the dude was really, we, he, they seemed like I've yeah. talked to him through yeah. DM and I was Chase like, Hey is, man, but they're, I love your fucking podcast. It's super cool. Yeah. He's like, Oh, I, I, cool, man. I like yours too. I'm like, I'd love to get you on because you have yeah. a different outlet. I think Chase listens more super to the saltwater cool, yeah. stuff. Cause he's not a fresh at all. Fresh yeah, water guy. That's cool. Um, but yeah, they're, they're fun. They like fuck around. I mean, full speed. It, it we they have some full, laughs. Huh? Oh yeah, they go full. Nick They're just like me, Nick. <laughs> yeah. Like, right, I like, yeah, I like him already. It, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to turn it off when you get home. We talk about it all the time. Um, but um, but back to the swordfish thing. So it got popular. Yeah, it got popular uh, really quick after that. Like some of the boats from the tournament didn't go in because they're like, holy shit! That that's always been like the holy like grail. Two thousand fourteen. This is the time that you were doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to say 2019 is, is when it got popular. Yeah. So I had, you know, five years all to myself. More than that. You know, yeah. like, that's crazy. And we caught a bunch with my, my old boss, Tom. Do you think you, you still could find, um, oh, you could track them down. How about that? Can you still track yeah, yeah. them down? You know no, what no, to absolutely. do to find them. I, I, if yeah, you were a guy, yeah, sure. say, say, say you were a fucking out of charter. Yeah. And you started a swordfish charter. Could you catch them when you need to? I could catch more than Wes Pearson could. That's for sure. Are you friends with Wes? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> fucking Wes. He's cool. I actually worked with him. He Maybe I didn't Did you work see with he him. Did his arm broken? No. But so let's get back to the saltwater thing. So uh, let's rewind a little bit since you talked about white sea bass. Yeah. Um, you learned how to tag them and kind of look yeah. for them. It, that, that, that was really cool. It was probably my first time doing it. Like we would get the things so up. So you learn like right off the bat, like you never fish white sea bass. You no, no, I, I'd fish white sea bass forever. You know, islands. Did you but, have experience before you started the job? Yeah. White sea. I have. I like loved, you were pretty I good at it. Bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was pretty successful. Did you learn something coast. new from that, from them? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was where I did really good or excelled was when I had the rod and rail in my hand when we were doing that. Um, you got to, how about this? When you're doing the research, did you get to fish the MLPA? We were allowed to, but we didn't. Why not? Um, it's not as good as, I mean, calico fishing's insane. In Hold there, on, what, but, did, what are you talking about? <laughs> Make my dick hard right now. Um, it is, right? It's got to be so fucking good in there. It, it is, but what's weird is it's only good for, it's not how people think, like, you're going to go in there and just waylay on them because you have it all to yourself mm-hmm. every it dies off quick, man. Like a difference between hitting the spot in the morning. Like the cherry, the cherry smart, on every so hundred percent. Oh, I, I saw it. Fuck, dude. Do you think I did it? Do you think that works with like everything right now? Like, so like 
Say you're throwing like whatever dark sleepers of the shit. shit they yeah. just get smart real quick. I think not they gonna do, work. But like I mean, who knows? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to say that's like how it is, you know. But I, but I like a lead head. I, I saw it's always working. Yeah, like yeah. That. I mean, no, no, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, those fish they don't grow by not eating. You know, I think they're. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. So I think if you put some present some in the proper manner in front of them at the right time, I mean, you're gonna. It's not like dark sleepers get fished for a year and that's it. Yeah, Every fish is, you know, but, um, I did notice like we'd go, so we would put, um, I wouldn't, I don't, I won't get in the water, mm-hmm. like swimming in the ocean period. Do you know how to swim? Yeah. Like, act but great. you don't like swimming in the ocean. No, I don't like rolling around the kelp. I just freaking, Seems I get scary, the heebie-jeebie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so they would put hydrophones in the water as a part of the research deal. I don't know what they did with it. Mm-hmm. I was more, I didn't, really give a shit <laughs> i just want to go fishing you know this is during the white tea bash yeah this, okay. so they would put hydrophones in the water what is a hydrophone dude it's uh it's like a little microphone that records um uh white sea bass croaking so how does that work it's uh remember the old palm pilots the old uh, palm pilots the hand ones. The, yeah the little handheld thing you write on so it's pretty much a um, like a PVC cylinder with a giant, like a three foot by two foot concrete base. Um, inside the cylinder is batteries and that little Palm Pilot deal. And at the top, it's got a little like listening device called a, I think it's called a dongle or something like okay. that. And, um, so when sea bass swim through the air and they start croaking, cause they're kind of like croaker family. Um, or maybe they are, I don't know. What do you um, mean? Maybe they are. You know all about them. I don't <laughs> no, I don't know. know. I know how to catch them. Are they part of the croaker family? I think so. Yeah. Okay. So they make a big um, croaking sound when they get in like big spawning aggregations. Okay. So they would monitor that. They had them all up and down the coast. So we would go some in MLPAs. Um, my favorite was a Laguna Beach one. Damn. Um, actually, I remember. I remember it was one day. It was Decker came and yelled at us. Why did he yell at you? That we couldn't fish. That we couldn't fish. fish <laughs> I was fishing, but we had uh, we had like collection permits and stuff. Did you tell Decker to fuck himself? No, you should. I have. just because we had a you know the boat company deal plastered on the side. <laughs> I would have. <laughs> um, so when when I would man the boat while the other guy Scott would dive and he'd mm-hmm. bring up the old. Uh, like you bring up the memory cards and then swap batteries and then drop them back down. Um, you were I, fishing the whole time. He oh, was yeah. doing shit like that. Yeah. Sometimes I wasn't supposed to be because you get a call in permits. Pretty big deal with fishing game. Um, I don't work there anymore, so I'm just going to. No, we, did, we <laughs> just did one. We just did one with that CSA. Yeah. Where they had, it was a permit to to fish behind um, PCH. Yeah. Like in the with, closure. On, but on a fucking kayak. Oh, dang. Because you can't fish there. Yeah. So they were fishing. And DFG came and it was like they didn't let them fish. They pulled up, got their permit. It was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it. it's a yeah. big deal. Yeah. And it's not like, oh, it's like a, you know, free pass to do whatever you want. Like no, you gotta, not at You got to put down the day you're fishing, the day you're researching. They the want day. a number and everything. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I mean, we had to have permits just to put those hydrophones like in public areas because it's, you know. Um, but so you're fishing the whole time. So, yeah. So what, oh, going back to the calico bass and all the. So we. You'd hit that one day, it was done. Like even if you came back that same day, it was not as good as it was. They got 
they got savvy pretty quick. A couple of their buddies get hooked and they're like, oh, fuck, don't eat those. You know, do you. So another thing we've talked <clears throat> about is you well the first couple fish because, you know, the other ones oh, are going to I don't know. They say with the lateral line or something that, like that. Do you believe that? Maybe yeah. I, I can see that. So they say with the lateral line, if it's a legal fish, you well it. That way, uh, it doesn't tell, tell its buddies like, "Hey, oh, it, yeah, it's, there's stranger danger here." Danger. Like, so just stranger <laughs> yeah. danger, stranger danger. You know, you throw them yeah. in the well. That way, they don't go out and swim fucking and tell their buddies, "Hey, it's fucked up. But, let's 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 bail." Yeah. Uh, do you kind of feel like that might be the same deal? I, I think that that that's possible for yeah. sure. Um, but it's getting back to why I brought this up. It's not like you think like, Oh my God, if they open that up, we would have just some insane fishing for it. You'd probably have insane fishing for a day, you know? Really? Yeah. Why? I mean, that's what that? I, cause I did it with one, one lure, one rod and noticed it and went, what the fuck? There you did like, it for one day though. Light, lights. No, I did it multiple times. <sighs> like go out a couple days in a row. We get those permits. It was like three day permits. So I'm like, oh, well, I'm just gonna go out by myself. So and what year was this? Um, around that 13, 14, probably. There was no dark sleeper. I don't believe you. No. <laughs> Are you throwing the jerk, Chad? No, I just. Man, I don't believe you. Not. I just. I only really. And those Shit, those guys don't do. Fuck me! What? Test, test, test. It's me. Okay, don't worry about it. Um. All we really fished was, um, and it's still, it used to be a secret. It doesn't really matter. It's called the now hookup because, bait, guys. <laughs> hookup bait. Absolutely not. Um, was the uh, pearl. That's what they have at, at Performance Tackle. Is it the fucking pearl swim bait? Three uh, or the 7-Eleven? No. It was just a, look like every other swim bait size. Like it's a five inch. And then that we started at five inch. That was our secret. We would just drift the kelp and you'd look down and see sea bass. Like For sea in, bass, in, in, in the ba- that. Yeah, that was our. With the pearl. Yeah, with the with the big pearl. I don't know what the color. I, I find, I see the color. He pours them still because I see him at what, performance tackle. What does tackle. it look like? Just to it's like people. a green top with like a clear with some silver flake in the belly. It's, and then a Viking hand matches that really good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um. But we'd use um, starting the five inch all the way up to whatever that big one is, and it's not the skinny long one; it's just the, the Seven, regular think, pro- yeah. profile. Um, we caught. That was for research. You were doing that, huh? Yeah, we'd drift the kelp, and you'd you'd have one guy looking down on the bow, and you can you'd have the motor up because you're in the bed, and you. The canop- did you have a trolling motor the, at the time or no? No, we didn't have. Well, they still don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a eighteen whaler outrage. Um, and the canopy would lay down slack tide where everyone's like, Oh, you can't catch sea bass. There's no conditions. And you drift, you'd look down underneath the canopies and you just see, you know, mostly fish over 40 pounds just laying there and you drop whatever it was. We tried a bunch of different swim baits. Um, I think I came up with the pearl deal because I did the calico stuff and I had one in my box and whatever it is with that big, heavy kick of the pearl. You drop it, and those things would just nose down. You just you'd keep it in freeze pool the whole time, and you just feel it stop, and you're Bang, you're you're on, man. yeah. But you what know, rod were you heavy. Using at the time? I usually like heavy even, even back. That, no, it was um like I had weird cut 
um, like 909 XHs from Phoenix. So you're using like a swim bait rod. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. For fresh water. Yeah, yeah. And oh, then 65 man. braid was the the magic diameter that would cut the kelp. Um, and you wouldn't lose that many fish, you know? Do you oh. have to change that these days? What's that? Like the braid and everything. Like, is everyone still using the same shit to catch these? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. 65? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's All for right. the most part. It's just like that happy, like diameter again. It's like you can put it on your reel. It's good for casting. Okay. It's good for cutting kelp. Sixty-five pound. You know, it's heavy enough. Are you putting a leader on there? Yeah, we would just fish a little short, like just like your sometimes we'd fish some. When we were in a hurry, we'd fish some goofy shit, like a giant marlin barrel swivel <laughs> attaching the mono le- or the fluoro to the to the braid, but okay. like two to three feet, you know, of leader. Um, and just drift around the kelp. It was, it was awesome. It was. What did you learn doing that research about sea bass? You know, like I'm sure a lot of dudes fish them all the time, but if you're researching them. Yeah. Big difference. So like, what did you Um, learn? That was like something valuable that they could be caught no matter what the conditions and what people say (laughs) there, those things. I mean, I granted there's going to be times where they're not, they're not eating, you know, but just that whole kelp thing when everyone would just, okay, there's no, no tide. There's no current. There's no nothing. And we'd be freaking waylaying on them. You know, when I say waylaying on them, this is coastal fishing and we're not catching 30 in a trip, but everyone's sitting on the edge of the kelp all proper waiting for something to happen. How far off you are you on the kelp? I could say, no, like we, wanna... when we were doing that, you're in the bed, ain't your engine up. Just dropping shade down. Just yeah, just bam. dropping. Sometimes we'd get bust out the oar and people go, look at these fucking morons. No Not way, knowing dude, we'd have, fuck. we would have caught and released a handful of fish over 60 pounds, 50 pounds, fuck. you know, while they're waiting for it to happen out there. Yeah. You know, but, um, same thing. They're always somewhere biting. I feel like and that, was that's this, where, uh, I, was it the sea bass fishery? So like at the time, was it really shitty when you guys were fishing it? Like, no, you know it was actually when we first when or when I first started doing those guys have been doing that for a while. Not exactly the same way, not quite as dialed in. Um, but again, I'm not saying that I went and showed them how to do it, but we learned it together, you know? We got better and better at it to where mm-hmm. it was like no like, okay, I'm gonna go catch one, you know. So a lot of the dudes, how about this? A lot of the dudes have been doing it a long time, you were doing it with them. Yeah, and thing. before them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember, like, before I got this job, I'd go fishing with, with those guys. And I remember Brandon Hayward all excited to catch his first ever big coastal sea, you know what I mean? Which is cool. Fuck, like, no, no, no fucking hate. I mean, I, rem- cool I remember like, like it was hey, yesterday. I, I remember Brandon fucking. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, that, that dude's known as one of, like, the yeah. best. So what about Mark Wish and what about Alan Watson? Do you remember all those guys oh, being yeah. a name? I, I remember those guys from the overnight boats. And, so do you, what were they then? What What do you mean? So they were more island guys. There's yeah. like a whole, there's okay. like little. Clicky. Yeah, okay. little. Right. Right. There's a guys that fuck them up at the island. There's guys that fuck them up on the beach that just know. A couple of the names you said, like Alan Watson, he's, he's good everywhere. Like he. I still think. How about today. this? If you're gonna, the, if you're his, gonna, how about this? I'm gonna cut you. All out. right. <laughs> White sea bass guy, old dude. Who's the champ? I'd probably say Alan Watson. Really? Yeah. Over Mark Wish. Yeah. 
And then there's my boss, Tom Flager. You think he's one of them too? Yeah, he's... Yeah. He's up there. What makes those guys so amazing? Um, I'd say it's just the time they put in. Tom didn't have a business catching fish like Alan Watson did. Kind of Mark Wish also. I mean, he wasn't a charter, like a boat. You know what I mean? For Alan's hire. older than right then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He he's pretty old. Um, <laughs> I can't so, believe I got him on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thank you, Melissa, for yeah. fucking hooking that up. I yeah, went that's to high school cool. with Melissa, dude. She hooked that shit up. I there's no way he would come on without her. Dude. Oh yeah. Fuck no. So I think his biggest. I mean, he's still. I don't know if honestly. I I kind of step back from the saltwater <laughs> no, scene. I don't know if dude. he's still fishing, but. I'm sure he still is, and I'm sure he's still catching, but he's not an Instagram. He's not. No, fuck You know no, what I mean? Dude, he, yeah. Like and even back then, if the boats fucked him up somewhere, you you go, where, where the hell is it? Where's the dreamer? And then he'd show up with to the dock with limits of fish, you know? Exactly. It was just, right. he didn't, he did his own thing, you know? Um, and that's kind of where I got into that, like, fishing for the fish, not the boats. Cause I was like that when I was younger, I'm like, Oh, look at all the boats there. I want to go up there. They're fucking them up, you know? And Tom, the guy I worked with, he's, he would run from boats. He's like, fuck that. I don't want to be here. There's even if it was good, he'd be like, nah, yeah, we still went and did it when it was like, we were tagging for research and there was like a squid spawn on the coast or at the Island. And we're like, Hey, we got to, you know, put some tags out. We would Mm -hmm. go, we'd land there with the fray. But if it, when it was like fun time and like, we don't want to be with anybody else. No, makes sense. You know, makes sense. Um, which is, that's not the case nowadays. I just experienced it up at the Channel Islands. We just did a... We'll, we'll skip forward <clears> to right now what you do now. Um, and then I got to rewind again yeah. one more time. But So, like, for instance, what do you do now? Captain? Me, yeah. So, me, full-time, I run my own business. Captain Fuckface. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with a partner. Um quality restoration camera yeah, we do water fire mold damage in like okay. the inland empire area yeah um it's fun i do that but on the side i help the off-field family out chase and kaylin with their boats captain yeah um they're like i said they're cool they like they're hands-on it's not like some rich dude sitting in the salon drinking martinis and i'm driving around like they're like hey how do we do I this like hey. martinis yeah <laughs> hey i want to drive hey i want to get you go fish, you know, like I get to fish, um, you go fish, I'll drive the boat or you, you know, vice versa or whatever. Like it, it, they trust it makes you it fun. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, they were, they didn't grow up like I did, like just straight fishing. They fished with their dad who was a phenomenal fisherman. He passed away. Um, did you meet their dad? Yeah. A few times. Pax oh, and cool, Pax man. and Offield. They're a Catalina Island family. He's a big deal, like, right? His dad. Yeah. His wife, yeah. Did a lot yeah. for the fish, uh, for actually a sea yeah. bass fishery. No, no, I, he heard. funded a bunch of the work that we did. That's amazing. Like donate it, you yeah. know, and they still donate to the Flager Institute and help out with, they're doing some different stuff now. I think, uh, they help out with the swordfish and now with Opa. And that's going to be, oh, nice, that's going to be dude. the next thing. I've already been gotten a million phone calls about that. You're doing something. But we, that? when we were doing the swordfish stuff, we caught quite a few Opa. Really? Yeah. When Those no one thinks there's, <laughs> when no one thinks they're around, there's, there's more. You see them all the time. I feel like more than Opa. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you hear a handful caught a year. I'm talking, we would put 10 hooks out and catch eight in a day Damn, on the beach. Yeah. Why do they want like to not trying? Those, 
Um, just because they're kind of like another unknown deal, kind of like the swordfish, where they go, what they do. Yeah. You know? True. Um, um, but yeah, so I, 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 all my saltwater fishing is done on the Island Fox. It's a big, beautiful, uh, Elliot. It's got sea keeper and the whole, the whole nine on there. Comfortable boat. Um, do that. And then a little bit of skiff fishing with buddies, but we just went up to the, I was saying we went up to the channel islands and it was, we got up there the day it shut off. I don't think one of the boats caught a few. But oh, you were looking all for the rest, bass, so yeah, yeah. We were, it was a sea bass <clears throat> tournament, so it was their dads. Is for the tuna club. It was the Paxson Field Memorial White Sea Bass Tournament. Um, we didn't catch a fucking white sea bass, but yeah, I just noticed the boats fishing for boats because I would stop on fucking nothing. Like, and people would roll up. Oh yeah, they'd stop. They'd stop <laughs> and they'd freaking cast. I'm like, what? What's going on here? You yeah. know? Because we try to always. We're typically, hey, let's go do our own thing. Or try to, um, and I'm like, this is got, this is kind of why I don't not as into the saltwater scene as I used to, you know. It is what it is. Yeah, but I still have fun. I'm, I still have fun. I'm, I'm waiting for a nice big change in our ocean to get the bluefin to go away. Maybe I'll start fishing doing it again. It's gonna be in my boat doing that. Yeah, I would do that. Um, <laughs> next thing I want to talk about is uh, Paul is also a uh, freshwater guy as well. He. Uh, this is a hard one because he does so many things like this is a it could be a two-part podcast but i want to talk about like his involvement with freshwater fishing uh he was on jerry rago's episode because yeah. he's very good friends with them he's an amazing bait maker and i'm gonna suck his dick off but he don't like it so uh let's talk about how you got into striper like older you know what i'm saying not younger uh can i do the younger first did you does that like, yeah yeah i got into it i'm by it I told you earlier, like we, my parents or my dad and my grandpa would take me to pyramid, mm-hmm. um, and then to Castaic and we never caught shit striper wise. <laughs> and that's always been my like vendetta against those things, you know? So once I started working for myself and I had more, t- I, I fished throughout the whole overnight boat deal and all that, um, growing up, I did figure out how to catch striped bass. Um, more casting. How old were you when you like focused on, on striped bass? Like seriously, like into it. Not f- till a f- handful of five, five, six years ago. Really? I mean, I yeah, I I did it. So I, maybe like, I did it casting like eight years and, ago. Eight years ago, maybe say. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I mean, I've I've been serious about it for since I was eighteen, but. Not like it, you it, are now. No, like you do no. Now. Before it was kind of like another bait, another thing. Bait, like no, no. I I fished swim baits okay. and I fished a bunch of Jerry stuff and a bunch of I mean kind of everybody's Mickey stuff. Um, I fished everybody's lures and, but it was more of a like uh, off season. Like I'm not saltwater fishing. I'd go do a little bit of striper. I'd do a little bit of trout fishing. I'd do a little bit of, I mean whatever green yeah, bass. Of you know, um, but serious into it. And kind of got away from the casting and more of the trolling, I'd say, the last six years. Okay. Like, I want to do it all the time. Um, Who turned you on to the trolling? Uh, Jerry. Jerry. That's when you met him six years ago? Yes, about that. Um, me and Mike met through kind of like someone, another guy you've had on here, Ryan Hopper. I kind of met Mike for a second at one of the Fred Hall shows. Okay. Know, I think he was pretty hammered because he's like, dude, I don't remember that. <laughs> and he was getting into to bird hunting. And that's like my, another thing that I 
love to do. Um, so anyways, me and Mike became, uh, became friends. And then I had no idea cause I'm not a Instagram guy that that was Jerry's brother. You didn't know it. You no, were I, like, oh, I, I just thought this guy, I thought, thank you. Um, I thought I'm like, Oh, this guy's just a hunter just knows Ryan Hopper, you know? And we went hunting one day and he said, or maybe we were just talking on the phone. He's like, yeah, I, I got to sell my boat. I'm like, oh, you fish? He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it didn't click until I knew who Jerry was, obviously. Yeah. I, I used his lures. And even more than the, the bass stuff is I'm, my favorite thing to do at brown trout fishing. So that's how I like knew about Jerry and where he lived. And what he did was because of Bishop. Mm-hmm. And then one day Mike's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I fish. I do this. And I'm like, oh, cool. And then he's like, yeah, if you ever need lures, my brother makes lures. I'm like, what? I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, still, didn't I didn't think, think no, no, I yeah. didn't thought nothing about it. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I used to live in Bishop. I'm like, are you Jerry Rago's brother? He's like, yeah, you didn't know. I'm like, no, fucking no clue, man. Zero clue. Um, uh, so God. then I kind of, he, you know, introduced us because the brown trout, I, at this point, I didn't, I don't know. I still, I talked to Jerry about bass fishing. I paint a bunch of his stuff. Um, yeah, so Jerry, I started talk bullshit with him about the brown trout lures and how to paint them, and he helped me out. And um, at first, he didn't. First, he was kind of, not a dick, but he would tell me a little bit. And I'm like, this guy's fucking holding out, you know? He knows he's <laughs> he's giving me false info. <laughs> he told me later, he's like, oh yeah, I want He made me some lures, and he's like, hey, remember those lures I made? I'm like, yeah. He's like, throw it. They're not. You don't. He want made those. you fake lures. <laughs> 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 he's like, those aren't for you. They're not. He's like, I'll give you the real he's shit. Just yeah. with you. He's like, yeah, I'll yeah. make you some lures. You I think he was just kind of testing me out. The funny thing is I didn't even, I'm like, mm, these are all right. You know, um, I tied them on a couple of times. I caught some striper on them just to use them. But you but told him it's not like, I, I didn't tell him anything. I'm like, fuck, I'll take whatever he gives me. You know, uh, if he says, but I kind of had that feeling. And then later <laughs> I found out, I'm like, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Jerry's like, he, we just talked to him earlier. I'm like, man, Jerry's like, he fits right in my category. Yeah. He's the, he's, he's so real. Like he's, yeah, he is. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah. like you, like, I feel he like is. I'm talking to you. you know and and he gets a bad rap about, I don't know. I've heard all kinds of from fish and bait to a lot of it's rumors, you know? Um, I, I hear shit go around and I'm like, yeah, whatever. And he's at, at the age where he's like, fuck it. I've heard it all, you know? <laughs> some of it is but true. You, but you on the other hand like i've seen you catch big fucking stripers yeah doing the um, same shit you know what i'm saying yeah like, he kind of he kind of mentored me in the trolling part of it and it kind of um once i did it and it took me a while to figure out you know it, it's totally different everyone thinks oh it's trolling cheating it's like all right let's go bring your boat out let's see how many you catch trolling why it's, do you, it's why do you easy. think people think that because they haven't done it and it's like a way to talk shit. I guess it's not cool, you know, but I have you caught him if, though? Like not trolling. Yeah. 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 No, Same. I, I, for sure. I, I just, it's just another style. It's just, I don't want to say it's frowned upon, but people are like, eh, well, he caught it trolling. And to those people, I'd say, okay, go try it. See, <laughs> see how you do, you know, no, it's I just agree. another, just another arsenal to add, you know? Yeah. Um, what I liked about it, what I still like about it is, is the same thing for the sea bass, the same thing for the swordfish. There's like two, two styles of fishing. 
the the ones like for sea bass and for oh I'm gonna sit here and wait till they swim through. I don't like doing that. I like hunting. Like I want to drive around, and be looking, and you know what I mean. Um, and that fits my what my style. And so once I figured out how to do that same deal from the salt water into the fresh water, but you even just, if you wait for it, it's like from the shore you'll never know. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's guys, there's guys out there that they do good. Yeah. I mean, they do, I'm not saying trolling's better. There's, there's a time and a place. I just do it all the time. Cause that's how I want to catch them. I tried it. It's hard. I tried. <laughs> hey, no joke. I tried it. I took my kids. I said, Hey, we're going to troll. I bought him fucking Cheetos and everything he said didn't work, dude. Like, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's it, not it's, just like you go out and you just fucking do it it's yeah it's something to the it. hardest part is you're fishing when you're casting you're you know exactly where your lure is going you're watching it fly through the air land on the spot it's more precise yeah now you try doing that with your lure you know 100 to 200 feet behind the boat and you're swimming trying to turn, a certain way yeah adapt, trying to yeah. trying to drag it over yeah. the those same fish without scaring the fish but then getting your lure in the right place you know it, it's it ain't easy but once you figure it out it's fun What's uh what's some of the big ones this year so far? Uh this I haven't caught anything huge this year. Um couple close to twenty. Um oh, it's not big. But not <laughs> yeah. Um Striper? Yeah, stri- all striper. Um, no largemouth? No, I haven't even no. tried for uh largemouth at all. I don't know. Just I like the striper thing. Um dirty largemouth. <laughs> um a lot of like Double digit striped bass, and then a bunch of those, like, you know, five do you different. mind talking about like uh, what you do, like maybe a rod and a uh, line, and kind of like how you like to? Control? I do the same, yeah. I use the Phoenix nine foot stuff, and I, I've got like one of everything. You told me another rod that works good. I bought Daiwa. Oh, yeah, the the Daiwa, dang it, what the hell is it? There's like a it's like a technique specific. I, I, again, Either I way, suck. let's talk about the Phoenix. It's probably better. I talk about that because I'm sponsored. Right yeah. <laughs> um, so I went with the Phoenix stuff cause I could custom wrap it, put them okay. the guides on the way they want. My first ones were what you got. Um, and the Phoenix ones are what, uh, what do you mean? What, what blank? Um, I got the 10 footer, the dude, I suck with the numbers, the 10 footer. It's an L cut <clears throat> and i'll cut them you know a little bit off the tip a little bit off the butt or a bunch off the butt nothing off the tip, depending on what i'm what yeah. lure i'm trolling okay. with and you know how and it's not all braid or all lead core or all mono it's you got one of everything sometimes you how wanna... does that work so like i hit up uh, kenny baldwin he's gonna come on pretty soon oh cool uh i don't know how lead core how does it all fucking work i don't know anything about it uh it's just like a color-coded line with braid pretty much with lead running through it and each color takes you down at a certain depth but um i use it for something a little bit different i use it for to, it does get me down a little bit um uh, but for the faster striper trolling kenny does something different he's going super slow mm-hmm. or maybe he's going fast i don't know but the typical way to do what he does is you go a couple miles an hour and you're stripping you're holding you're pointing your rod at the at like your fly trolling. uh yeah and you're yanking actually on the line and that flies just darting. <clears throat> and um, so he's using that lead core to get down. I use it more for the diameter and sometimes mono. It, I've, I've been kind of uh, 
going back and forth with the, with it all for when I turn the boat braid will cut through the water so I could cut over a spot differently and drag my bait over. Sometimes I want the, the, the lure to sweep with my boat. So I have a heavy mono on or a longer leader on the braid. I've got a bunch of different, you know, s setups for that. Um, but it's all just technical. If I couldn't really explain it. Um, what about, what about, uh, when you're trying to troll big baits? Cause a lot of dudes say you, you'll troll. This is a cool thing about Paul. He'll troll like an 86 or a 250, whatever it yeah. is. What do you do? Um, a lot of the glide bait stuff. I, I do a little bit of 250. Um, if I want to keep something up high, I had really, really good success. Actually, first time in like five years, it was so good. I stopped and casted and it was like, I got on a good bite. What bait was that? Um, Matt's, fuck, Matt's going to be pissed. It's his smaller shad. <laughs> It's a passenger. No, I'm just kidding. What is that He's thing called? A do doom no, it's not a. Is it a Doom I Rider? Think it is a Doom Rider. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, the Doom Rider. I originally started with it on a few colors of lead core, um, just to get it down. That's that's one of the only cases I use the lead core to get down is with a glide bait because no lip on it, right? Um, and um, I did a couple passes over a spot, and it was like a ten pounder and a twelve pounder and a fourteen pounder, oh, and dude. went fuck they're kind of stacked up here so <laughs> wound it in i cut it i he gave me one I, I did a favor or actually he had a little bit of water damage at his house there you and, go uh, he's like quality, hey what do i owe you i'm was like was it quality what quality quality, res quality restoration quality restoration um yeah so do for swimming <laughs> yeah he uh he's like oh, i gotta pay you i'm like no i want i want one of those and he's like all right and literally i've i picked it up from two days before that and um so i parked on the spot I, I do have a trolling motor and spot lock and all that on my boat um, parked. And it was just, I think me and my son, I think we got 13 fish, all nice ones on it. Fuck, dude. You know, um, a, a lot of that's trolling as well, right? Like you guys, the 13 we caught were cast. I caught 13 in like 13 fish and like 20 casts. So the big thing I want to talk about trolling is like, I want to do it because I want to take the kids. So yeah, like that, it's, it's the reason great. I want to take Paul to if, show me, because I know it's hard for everyone to get their kids on fish, but if I can troll and get like a five striper or eight, these yeah, kids that's... will lose their shit reeling it in. Like, fuck yeah, man, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I know we've right? been talking yeah, about it, but yeah. we're going to go. Um, yeah. If you want to do that kind of stuff, you just throw a, a mega bass jerk bait or a TD minnow and just drive around. And that's something and we, that's, I want. That's more to of like, like you're going like... to catch schoolies. You're not going to, I mean, you have a chance. I, I don't want to say you're not going to, but um getting a bigger fish they're a little bit they're a little bit more shy they kind of hide you can't drive right over them I, I don't i can count on one hand maybe how many i've ever marked you know like really? oh there's a there's a striper in there and i caught it and it was over 10 pounds those usually come you're kind of like uh hey if i was a striper i'd be right there right now and you kind of <laughs> drag your lure over there and sometimes you get them sometimes you yeah don't, you know um but yeah, I just really got in this trolling, but that yeah, that Doom Rider's been really good to me. I've got like four, I think now, something Damn, like that. That's good. Um, How do you go about cho choosing what you want to troll? I just every time something comes out, I buy it and I put it in the water, and I I'm not gonna tell people, but I <gasps> drop it next to the boat and go. That's not gonna get bit, and I How about and this? I take it off. I have another question. <laughs> How about if something doesn't have a lip? How do you get it to swim down farther? Yeah, that's with lead core. Lead core. Yeah, okay. and if you want it to stay down and you want to go deep, you got to go slow. 
but it's not always a case where they, you can go slow, you know, um, or the fish want it faster or, and everyone's like, Oh, how fast do you go? It's like from 1.5 to six and a half. That's like a big, <laughs> you know, that you got to figure out on your own, you know, um, the way your boat drives, the way it moves, how much water your boat, you know, pushes. If you think you're scaring fish when you're driving that fast, um, it's pretty, it's a lot, it's technical. It's yeah, like casting, makes sense, you know, sense. Yeah. um, I just geek out on it cause it's something different <laughs> for me. And I've had it. I've always trolled for brown trout, but then doing it for striper gave me something to do while I wasn't brown trout fishing. And then I went, wow, I really like this. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm getting better at this. Yeah. Oh, look at all these nice fish, you know? Yeah. And, um, that's kind of where it went. <laughs> so we're going to end this right now. We're going to have number two pretty soon. Uh, Paul is working on a bait. Yeah. And we're not going to talk about it till the end of the year. <laughs> so like, uh, thank you, Paul, for everything you've done for me, especially like he's helped me with, my f- I've had projects like whaler projects. He's helped me with yeah. <laughs> fucking like my new boat, everything. So like, he's a really great guy. So he's coming out with the bait pretty soon. That's amazing. He won't show anyone, but I've seen a couple yeah, versions. I think, I, I think I swam it for the first time in your pool. Yes, in my pool. <laughs> but, but I don't, we can't tell anyone. But what I'm trying to say is like, this is what he's done. This I'm, I'm going to tell you. If you've talked about a fishy guy, I'm going to say this is the fishiest guy I know that can do everything. So, uh, thank you, Paul. Yeah. You don't need anything to plug, huh? You want to plug no. anything? Quality restoration. What else? <laughs> uh, Rago baits. It's something we kind of skipped out on his. I've been doing uh, Jerry's I'll talk pa- about it. Yeah, pa- paint jobs on his soft baits. He's got a couple. Oh, and Paul will be at Toxic Day. So, yeah. if you guys are going to be up there, he'll be at the Rago booth as well. So, yeah. Um, he's going to have some, uh, actually they were your, your deal, the toy drive, those same, the hand painted trout, soft trout, nice. the, or sorry, soft tools. And then he's got something new that nobody has. It's a bitch and I think Caesar is the only one that has one. Nice. Um, is the soft hitch painted Ooh, fuck. that lures never, I don't think ever been released or painted or any of that. Oh, it's pretty cool. And that actually those are lipped baits. That's a lot of the stuff I do. Troll. That looks really good too. Yeah. That stuff trolls really nice. Even for like a beginner, if you want to like, Hey, I want to try to get a big bass, but you can just throw it out back and go down the bank, you know, and you almost fish it like a crankbait. Yeah. That thing doesn't get stuck, yeah. you know, just buried in the rocks. You'll catch a green bass. Nice. Sure. Thank you, Paul. But, very much. I love you, buddy. All right, dude. Thanks. Bye. Bye.